Magneto Funky, number 59. It's Monday, February 12th, 2018. Hey, Larry here, in the pursuit of grid power to the people. This week, I'm still making progress on the Bedini build, and the music is a regular West Coast showcase of tunes from the region, starting with a Valentine from Portland.
Okay, uh, that was As Long As We Get Along by The Weather Machine, an indie Portland band firmly rooted in a Pacific Northwest folk aesthetic, but holding on tight to a hard-hitting love for alt-rock. Uh, they've been compared to everything from The Kinks and Josh Ritter to Hey Marseille and Cake. Uh, I found them in the free MP3 stacks at Reverb Nation while looking up and down the coast for Alternative. And that's the music this week. Hey, this is a laid-back and often explicit, you bet your ass, weekly international pod zine of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics with a focus on energy independence for the 99%. My pod pages are 1223studios.com slash mfunky.h and facebook.com slash 1223studios. Well, back to the old drawing board. Okay, this week in Grid Theory, I've made uh, slow and steady progress on the Bedini build, with pictures to match on the Facebook page. Uh, I got a pack of 60 BB-sized split-shot fishing weights. It was like under a couple of bucks. Uh, it took 21 of them to initially balance the wheel. But after adding hot glue, yeah, I did have to rebalance it with another three on the opposite side. And the wheel itself is decked out with wing nuts, looking nice and stable. And uh, The potentiometers came in a bit early. So I finished up the wiring mock-up of the circuit on a five-port terminal block. And mainly it's so that if I do fry the transistor, I can just swap it out without having to redo the entire circuit. The little three-banger terminal block I'm using as a battery junction for the hookup and the coil wires to the batteries. Now, the coil core turned out to be about 13 and a half sections from those welding rods with the last two or three having to be driven in and that's as far as I really want to go without breaking the wire in that first layer of coil by deforming the plastic I mean it is just plastic uh, the photo shows the second attempt to get it flush and then the bottom end with the platform that I'm using to hold it up uh, which means I'm going to have to trim some of those longer pieces. And I'm going to repack the coil anyway. Uh, the rotor frame is done. Uh, the supports and the base, those pieces are glued separately into three components for portability. And before removing all of the registration tape I had around, the finished frame got uh, the level treatment and the thing, it's solid and balanced. Oh, and one last component piece uh, came in. My DC to DC buck converter. Uh, 300 watts, adjustable up to 20 amps. Though, I'm not going to be running more than 2 amps. I mean, 5 at the most. And the constant current, constant voltage potentiometers will let me step down the electricity precisely. So now, I have my first piece of Iron Age SRO grid equipment, a 12-volt AC battery charger. And now I can start thinking about 
my 12 volt 4 amp hour batteries. Okay, coming back still in the weeds with more lab work. Alright, back to the stage. Continuing the set from Seattle to San Diego, Monterey to Waikiki. Uh, first pair opens with Looking Out by Stephanie Lane, a critically acclaimed heavy alternative rock band from El Cajon uh, outside San Diego. Now that's bass and guitar players Bobby Cherry and Donovan McGlynn, uh, singer Jorge Carvantes, and drummer Steve Benavidez. Uh, it's followed by Calling Peaceful Warriors, an instrumental number by the Julian Day, a world alternative electronic group in Paia, Hawaii. Uh, the Julian Day fuses the great singer-songwriters of the 70s and the experimentation of 80s bands like New Order, U2, and Echo and the Bunnymen. Cool.
Okay, second pair opens with Burn Six Feet by Roadside Memorial, an alternative new romantic dark wave San Francisco band with music built on the bones of all three British invasions. <laughs> uh, alternately cinematic moody and unwittingly upbeat, the resulting sound speaks to love, loss, and revenge in synth-inflected, guitar-driven, 16th-beat post-punk style. And we close out the set with Dead Wolf by The Rainiers, a rock metal alternative Seattle outfit brought to earth by the rock gods themselves to end the evil scourge of monotony. And, by the way, they have an upcoming gig uh, Saturday, March the 31st at Tim's Tavern in Seattle.
Hey, Geek Notes. Okay, uh, today it's February 12th, where P. Grabby's Wall Street is heaving ahead of schedule, where Lice, the Combo SS and Slave Patrol, is busy going after legal immigrants to try and cut Democratic Party voters, where the country's cops are coordinating with the neo-Nazis before marches instead of Black Lives Matter, and where an actual Nazi is running for office in Illinois, because, you know, supporting Nazis ain't that far late from supporting a pedophile, and where Mr. Cadet Bone Spurs demands a bullshit ego-stroking tin-pot dictator military march to demonstrate his love for the troops who won't see a damn penny of that huge military budget increase to get their families off of food stamps. No, all that money is going to the war lobby, whose members laugh at their D.C. cocktail parties and say to the troops, let him eat John Wayne bars. Oh, the Democrats' memo? <laughs> what about it? No, it doesn't matter what's in it. Even though we know it does refute the bullshit Nunes memo. Hey, the Nunes memo was just a pretext to eliminate Rod Rosenstein and ultimately get rid of the Mueller inquest. And even if that gambit doesn't work, there's already another gambit you don't know about yet to stop Mueller. And there's even plans to deal with a Dem-controlled Congress if it comes to that. Again, you don't know about that plan either. And the corporate state media still keep bringing these operatives and saboteurs on the air in the chat shows because it's just so damn entertaining to watch these frickin' red hats piss off liberals. And despite the very bad weather that's going on in the country right now, summer is coming. It's coming fast, and it's coming hot. Uh, with that, let's just run a few dates. Okay, today, February the 12th, in 1957, the prolific black American inventor F.M. Jones was issued a U.S. patent for method of preserving perishables. Thank you very much. And we have two Chicago events. Uh, first, Asada's Daughters fundraiser with Eve Ewing and Hanif Abdurakib. Uh, that's going from 7 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time at Volumes Book Cafe. 1474 North Milwaukee Avenue in Chicago. Join four renowned poets for a special reading to raise funds for Asada's Daughters. The aforementioned poets, in addition to Dr. Tara Betts and Jose Olivares, will share their work for one night only. Uh, all ticket sales and 10% of author book sales will go to Asada's Daughters. A radical collective of black women and girls organizing across intersections of identity to grow power with and for the most marginalized communities on Chicago's South Side. And you can get more information at asadasdaughters.org. Oh yeah, tickets are 15 bucks and can be found at Eventbrite if you haven't already gotten to the event. And secondly, uh, going on in Chicago... We have the Erotica Exotica Poetica Weeds Poetry at the Hideout, 1354 West Wabansia in Chi-Town. This year, it's 
Love's Lost and Found, featuring Agent Provocateur and Elizabeth Harper. Let's see, uh, February the 13th is World Radio Day, and on the 14th, and yeah, yeah, it's St. Valentine's Day. Two interesting science dates. On this date in 2003, Dolly, the world-famous first cloned sheep, was put down at the age of about six and a half years. Uh, She had been suffering from a progressive lung disease, and normal life expectancy of a Finn Dorset sheep is about 11 to 12 years. Dolly's early death, like her birth, raised new controversy about the wisdom of cloning. And also, on the 14th in 1747, a paper on the discovery of Earth's wobbling motion on its axis by British astronomer James Bradley was read at the Royal Society. Bradley first noticed the fluctuation during his studies of parallax at Molyneux Observatory. Attributing it to the moon's gravitational influence, he withheld any announcement until he had observed a full cycle of the motion of the moon's nodes, taking about 18.6 years, because, you know, that's how scientists roll. In 1748, he was honored with the Copley Medal of the Royal Society. And let's see, uh, on the 15th, out here in California, that Susan B. Anthony's birthday celebrated. And let's see, we have uh, another event on the 17th. Hold police accountable with open oversight. That'll be from 4 to 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at Noisebridge Hackerspace, 2169 Mission Street here in San Francisco. They're going to have a very special hackathon, one dedicated to hacking on open oversight, a police accountability project developed by Jennifer Helsby and other members of Lucy Parsons Labs, That's a Chicago thing. Now, Open Oversight is a website that crowdsources data and photographs of police officers for police oversight and accountability. It's currently live with Chicago Police Department data, and they're hoping to finesse the workflow and scale to other cities. If you have UX, UI, design, Python, or JavaScript skills, They want you to drop on in and help them improve open oversight. As always, developers, designers, activists, journalists, and concerned citizens are all welcome at this event. Cool. On this day, we have an event in Los Angeles, a day of remembrance, happening from 2 to 5 p.m. at the Japanese American National Museum 100 North Central Avenue in L.A. In addition to marking the 76th anniversary of the signing of Executive Order 9066, this year's event commemorates the 30th anniversary of the signing of the Civil Liberties Act of 1988, the legislation that provided a formal apology from the U.S. government and monetary reparations to survivors of the forced evacuation and mass incarceration of Japanese Americans during World War II, proving that whether you are a citizen or not, sometimes it don't mean a damn thing. Featured speakers will include Alan Nishio, community activist and founding member of the National Coalition for Redress Reparations, 
now called Nikkei for Civil Rights and Redress, who will speak about the importance of the Civil Liberties Act, what it did not accomplish, and its ongoing relevance today. And finally, I cycled back around to dates in science history, so instead of repeating those again, I'm going to be pointing out interesting little science bits that are on the horizon now you might have missed, like your smart TV watching you. Uh, Consumer Reports just reported that Samsung and Roku smart TVs were vulnerable to hacking through a web-based attack. The nonprofit consumer product testing organization examined five of the top smart TVs on the market and found that in several of them, a relatively unsophisticated hacker could conduct remote hijinks like cranking the volume to a roar, knocking the TV off your Wi-Fi network, quickly changing channels, or forcing it to play objectionable YouTube content and watch you while doing it. In the show notes, I have a link to the Impact Lab article. Hey, if you have promos, pluggers, gig info, and art opening, etc., send me an email. The address is mfunkyzine at gmail.com or send it to my Facebook. And bands, artists, and poets, download links, no attachments, please, and no promises. Transfer complete. Okay, in grid practice, uh, back to the lab work, which would normally have some sunstone stuff here, but uh, it ain't been a week yet as of writing the show, so the other lab work continues, where I spent a day or so doing pre-debugging of the Bedini, uh, going through the search topic, my Bedini motor doesn't work, to see what common problems come up. And it's pretty much what I expected. Connecting the diodes wrong, connecting the coils to the circuit wrong, the wire coil being upside down, transistor connected backwards, shorting out the transistor, and using the wrong magnets. (laughs) Uh, Well, anyway, the next phase is the crucial super glue stage for placing the magnets on the wheel and locking up the coil core. But I've noticed there's now this no-flow gel form that, you know, is easy to mistake for the regular drippy glue, which means uh, I have a few tubes of each kind. So I'm going to be using this gel stuff on the wheel, and I'm using that drippy glue to properly saturate those welding rods and lock that core down but not till after I check the coils for continuity just to make sure that the one I picked is the one I get to use and as for the sunstones you know that first wired up rack without me giving it any charge from a power supply it has been steadily given haywire readings and a lower voltage all week so 
If these cells actually do need an initial jolt to stabilize, it's back to trying to guess how long to give them. I have three cells, so I have three guesses. Okay, this week's One More Tune is a bit of alternative soul acoustic rock from Los Angeles. Which Way Home by David Ryan Harris, who sings, writes songs, plays guitar, likes Donnie, Stevie, Sly, Buckley, and Bad Brains. And by the way, he's on tour right now in Australia, but you can catch him stateside at Pat McGee's Down the Hatch 2018. Uh, I guess that's the 10-year anniversary of this festival. Uh, happening at Kill Devil Hills, North Carolina, on Wednesday, May the 30th. Cool. I keep forgetting things I shouldn't know. The little explosions my heart cannot grow. There's a hard rain above me, there's a heartache below, and they shell me every time that I go. I can't remember the way to get home, in a room full of my best friends, I'm still so alone, there's static Underneath all the fuzz on my phone Oh, tell me Where do I go to get home? Where do I go to get home? Too much ocean between you and me. If I 
Well, okay. Hey, this show is a 1223 Studio joint. Show files are at iTunes, Internet Archive, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Mixcloud. Episode notes are on the pod pages, and you can download the MP3 directly. If you like the show, tell your friends. Hell, tell Cadet Bone Spurs, who's over there polishing his Tin Pot Dictator badge. Show themes, Rocket Power, and Spyglass by New York musician and composer Kevin McClaw. Some additional audio from freesound.org. The next episode is set for Monday, February 19th. I'm Larry, trying hard to stay chill at my garret in the mission. And this is Magneto Funky from San Francisco, where we go through, not into, the darkness.